Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have a small discussion with experts, thought leaders and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, a big, big pleasure to have the next session of the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Today is a special day because on the stage, I have not only a super expert on customer experience, but also a friend, Federico Cesconi. Hi, Fede. Hi. Ciao, Gregorio. Are we talking in uh, English or in Italian? <laughs> That's always the, the big question. I think it's important to switch to English that everybody can understand what we are discussing and, and the audience can profit from, from this discussion because I am really thrilled to, uh, to discuss with you, first of all, about the European Customer Experience Organization and then secondly, about the new strategy of Sansif Plus. I think you are really going in a specific niche in a really interesting field and I would like to deep dive on that. But before sure. we start, Thank you very much to European Customer Experience Organization to make that possible. This is also a big advantage of being a member of these great associations because I have the opportunities to have chats with really six professionals, six expert great minds in, in customer experience. Federico, before we deep dive in all this discussion and everything we would like to discuss, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah. First of all, uh, I have to say, uh, you know, we are competitors because <laughs> I run my own podcast, the CX Punk Chat, but you were guest at that a podcast so now basically you you exchange uh, uh, we exchange the roles uh, <laughs> in the podcast. I I'm I'm really happy. Um Yeah, the European Customer Experience Organization, I think, is uh, is a very interesting uh, um, organization. is a very interesting initiative because uh, the aim is to include, uh, you know, European customer experience experts in an organization. What I like a lot, and I discuss a lot uh, with one of the founder of the organization, Ricardo is uh, uh, the inclusion idea of the organization so um because you you know a little bit you know my way of thinking in customer experience i'm i'm not really i'm i'm more focused on the pnl side than uh, you know the emotional wow wow side probably it is because also you know my background in telecommunications move me more uh, on pay attention on the pnl and uh, i think that it's important to have uh, different aspects and consider different point of view uh, when uh, we uh, think about customer experience. I, at the end, there is not a single true uh, that say, okay, this is the way customer experience should be done. And what I love uh, and I like a lot in the European Customer Experience Organization is the respect that uh, people have uh, the other opinions you know i for instance i i i you probably interviews other other ambassadors member of the european customer experience organization and you pro probably show different point point of view that are different from me 
from, for instance, from my point of view. But this is, uh, you know, this is the really the nice, uh, the nice things. And uh, you know, I a stronger believer that we have, uh, you know, to investigate and respect uh, uh, the opinion of the others and uh, how they perceived or they see uh, different things in customer experience. So this is this is definitely something uh, uh, I like a lot uh, and uh, I love to be part of the European Customer ex Experience Organization. Federico, you already answered also the next question. Perhaps okay, I didn't like, know that. <laughs> it's like, because you are a CEO and you are not really listening to the question I asked to introduce yourself, but you already introduced the European Customer Experience Organization. Okay, I, I thought, I thought um, it, it was more, you know, focusing on the European Customer Experience Organization. I think European Customer Ex Experience Organization is uh, more important than me in this, in this stage, but uh, yeah, I can do, I can say a couple of words about myself. Uh, basically, uh, you know, um, I study law at the university University, so I have a PhD in law. Then I have uh, an MBA, but uh, basically, um, you know, when I was at the university, I used to work for a marketing agency, 50% uh, in my time. And, uh, you know, I was really in love with marketing, uh, uh, with advertising. And in the meantime, uh, you know, when I was young, uh, 14, 15 years uh, old, I was really passionate about computer. At that time, I used a Spectrum Z, Z, ZX81, which is really a very old, uh, small computer to connect to the television and uh, I had always this uh, passion to combine technology and to support marketing with technology so I come from from that background worked a lot in, in telecommunications worked a lot uh, using uh, you know creating uh, machine learning models back in uh, in uh, 2000 uh, in here 2000 I'm an old man um, and uh, and and yeah and then at a certain point in time this passion uh, uh, was uh, transformed uh, in a venture and I start since if 11 years ago more or less now and uh, yeah uh, it was quite successful because I still exist after 11 years so it's a good they say it's a good sign <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that I think this is uh, what Sansev is doing in the customer experience world it's, it's really outstanding a short comment on, on what you said I will pay attention on what I'm going to say because if you study law I will pay attention <laughs> no, don't worry <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'm not checking the clothes below what we are discussing. And at the end, we are not competitors. Also with, with the podcast, you have an outstanding webcast. It's CX Punk Chat. And it's really of great uh, people discussing with you in your one-to-one. -one. I really like and enjoy um, the way you are discussing, it's a bit different. It's not always the standardized one, but therefore it makes sense to, to listen to it. And more than happy also to share in the in the show notes the link to, to your CX Punk Chat because there is a lot of value there. I think we are playing in the same team. We are playing together in the customer sure. experience uh, professionals world. You are a CEO, I am a CX professionals, and I think we have all the same aim, the same goal, the same target, and I think we are sharing also a lot of values that the European customer experience organizations has. 
Perhaps you already spoke about the European Customer Experience Organization, and I think it's important to mention that if somebody would like to join, there is a direct link. You can find that in the show notes, and it's free of charge. It's uh, it's really free. You can start having a look a look at the platform. The platform is really full of content, and perhaps Federico, why should somebody join this organization? Well, I think it's important to get uh, knowledge, uh, you know, from from the other peers. Um, in in you know the day life, when we don't know something, we go in Google, we search, and uh, we basically um, ask to the crowd, ask to the crowd uh, an answers. So if this crowd is specialized uh, in customer experience or you know is is uh, is a big team of customer experience professionals i think definitely you can get really uh, you know good feedback good advice uh, uh, there are very good articles uh, uh, written uh, by the people of course as i said from the beginning uh, there is not a unique view so maybe you can find something that probably you don't fully agree or probably uh, you know make a click <laughs> you know in your brain and say okay this is an interesting point of view let's uh, let's think about it so i think there are uh, big advantages to be part of this community and as you say it's totally free so uh, i think it, it really makes sense to join the community. Thank you, Federico. And I think it's, it's really important to mention that. And also you can create new friendship, new discussion, and understand also other point of views from an European point of view. I think we discussed about the European Customer Experience Organization. As a matter of fact, that I have the big opportunity to have you on the show and we are able to share some insights on, on Sansif. Perhaps before we start discussing about your future, your future vision about Sansif, what is all about Sansif? Well, Sansif was born, as I said, in 2010 and was, was born, uh, you know, with the, the idea to create a solution to support the customer experience management process. So, uh, we based uh, and we still base our solution on a framework I designed around 2008, five pillars, capture, analyze, integrate, improve and measure. And the whole, uh, the whole platforms is designed uh, design, uh, uh, to basically support and to create uh, values and benefits uh, uh, out, out of that process. So uh, yeah, this really explain, uh, you know, in a nutshell, a, 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 in a very bad way. So uh, as I said, we, we started 11 years ago, we count, uh, we mainly serve uh, the enterprise market. And uh, yeah, we are quite successful uh, along along our journey, let's say. <laughs> and based on the fact that you're saying that, why are you so successful? Or phrasing in another way, what is differentiating Sansif Plus from the other competitors on the market and also the big one? Okay, this is a very interesting uh, interesting questions. You know, the, the first thing I would say is, uh, uh, you know, 
when when we started, uh, uh, customer experience management was not really a, a hot topic. I remember my my partner when I told him, okay, let's let's focus, uh, you know, our effort in creating something to support customer experience. The day after, he came to me and said, are you 100% sure? Because I searched in Google and I got something like 80 pages, you know, <laughs> searching for customer experience. And I said, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Let's go in that direction. Don't worry. Thanks, God. Uh, you know, I was lucky. And now, if you search customer experience, there are, there are more than 80 pages probably in Google. Then, you know, we really go through the whole uh, journey because uh, at the beginning we had for instance to offer uh, consulting and the technology because no one was open uh, you know to take the technology without the consulting and uh, there were no possibility to find really consulting focusing in customer experience then uh, three or four years ago we decided okay um, now we have, you know, we have partnership with Accenture, with Ernst Young, with also boutique uh, consulting. Uh, you know, our friend Beppe in uh, in Switzerland, uh, Nexa. Let's let's do some advertising to him, uh, Nexa. Uh, so is uh, is uh, and and we have such kind of boutique consulting around the world in South Africa, for instance, uh, in 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 other in other area of the globe. So we decided to basically focus. Uh, um, you know our efforts just on technology and and become scalable in order to be able uh, uh, to offer uh, to offer the technology and uh, and now we are we are really focusing just uh, you know working with partners and uh, or uh, providing the solution you can say for instance we we sold the solution to several uh, companies also in Switzerland and we were able to work with the internal people and deliver deliver uh, the solution but there are other other customers uh, or clients that prefer to have uh, you know kind of managed service so for instance the solution uh, we 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 give the solution to a consulting partner like uh, Deloitte or, or Ernst Young and then uh, the the, the consulting delivers the full scope of the projects to, to the final client. This is a little bit the small, uh, small history of, <laughs> of science. <laughs> but uh, Gregorio, it's very important to mention we were born from scratch to serve the customer experience management uh, process. And this is important because we never we never been a market research platform a survey platform that then try to basically uh, transform in a customer experience management platform and this is important because i always say to my clients you know you have excel and you have word and you can create a table in word and write a letter in excel and it works, but probably if you do the opposite, it will work even better. You know, this is this is what what I usually say to my clients. I think what you're saying makes totally sense, and there are plenty of really good customer experience book. What I didn't found in any of them 
this the insights that you are offering to the to the customer and i think this is the customer meaning the, the corporate the enterprise that wants to start a customer experience transformation it's something that we never discussed and you can say i don't agree don't worry about it that's the open discussion even if it's not it's not your punk chat but we don't need to agree but yeah. my view is really it's not stated in the books, but if you want to start a customer-centric transformation, the first thing that most of the enterprises are doing is surveying the customer, trying to get feedback from the customers, and then starting working with, with the feedback. And you mentioned the five pillars, and I think I summarized them in three. In three, it's asking the customer, understanding what the customer are telling to you, and then creating actions. And solutions like Sansif are there in order to harmonize the data that you are getting, creating and enabling this action to define these actions. And again, we don't need to agree. Basically, what the customer are telling you, it's not that it must be your first priority and not only work on these 10 or 15 ideas, but at least you have another source of inputs in order to really focus on the customer because these customers are the customers that are buying your products, your services. And Sansif is really offering this opportunity in a super easy way, surveying the customer, understanding the data and creating actions out of that. I, for me, it was mind blowing having discussion with Federico. He was talking about the technology behind that. And therefore it's not only about these three steps that I mentioned, but a lot more. And now we are coming also to, to, to the next phase. That's what you are offering, what you did with all your tools that you yeah. are offering. Yeah. But let's say, what would be or what is the next step? This, this is a very interesting question. And uh, uh, this requires a little bit of uh, uh, contextualization. You know? um, as I said, uh, we are focusing on the enterprise uh, client. So, uh, for, for several reasons, uh, we, we always focus on, on enterprise clients. And uh, what we have seen in the last three years in the market was uh, something extremely interesting. And I think every, everybody that is uh, in, uh, in, um, you know, in IT uh, and uh, basically look, look around uh, in, a, in a very uh, attentive way, uh, can see so uh, big investments in the cloud. So nowadays, uh, big companies, including banks, uh, that before was a kind of uh, no way. Today is we must do that. Um, but you know, I was talking with a, a customer that we recently acquired. He told me in 2015 we we started the migration of our IT in the cloud, and nowadays we don't have any single applications that uh, run on-prem. We have everything in the cloud. The next wave will be, uh, you know, the the multi-clouds approach. So the big we see also the big investment in 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 Google, in Microsoft, in, in Amazon. So this is this is a, a trend and uh, is there. We you know if you want to compete with Revolut you need to be uh, agile and fast uh, in order uh, you know 
to have your system support your strategy. And this is something that uh, basically uh, we started to think three years ago. So we wrote the full, rewrote the full applications and the full architecture of the applications in containers. And we are able uh, to basically um, orchestrate the containers using Kubernetes. So today, uh, Sansev, is available in the cloud of your choice, in the no geographical node of your choice, and it takes 20 minutes to set up uh, uh, you know, a new instance, uh, wherever you want. So the cloud, native cloud is important and is different from SaaS. You know, I'm quite provocative and I, I, I I'm saying, you know, SaaS is dead at the end, at least for enterprise customers that move the infrastructure in the cloud. Why? Because you need, uh, you know, security, you need agility, you need uh, to be able to back up your own data and to restore your own data. You need to ensure uh, data privacy. You need to ensure security. So, it's a totally different uh, competitive game. And this game is played, uh, you know, in containers, in Kubernetes and in the cloud. This is the first step. The second step is the integrations. So integrations with the ecosystem and the system that our uh, target clients uh, uh, use. So for us, it's very clear things like Salesforce, like SAP, like Microsoft Dynamics, uh, like whatever other system, tag managers, marketing automation tools uh, that run in the cloud and we are able you know, to create this automatic uh, package to easily integrate those script. Second, second pillar. Third, and those pillars are all connected. Don't, don't take me, this is disconnected from, from this. So the fact that we are in the clouds means we are open and we can communicate to whatever other unity in, uh, in the cloud. We need to be Netflix, not blockbusters. This is, this is the message. This, or we need to be um, Revolut, I don't know, to whom compare Revolut, but we all know the value, you know, the valuation of Revolut compare other, other uh, you know, uh, financial or uh, banking uh, services. The third important pillar, and uh, you will laugh because uh, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, a buzzword, is uh, artificial intelligence. But when we talk about artificial intelligence, our view uh, for the future is very clear, you know. On one side, we need uh, really to make, uh, you know, the possibility to have this artificial intelligence integrated, Integra integrated in the cloud and integrated in the communications with, with the, the full ecosystems. Uh, the second things, and, and this is what we, already uh, worked a lot in the past in, a, in our application is to offer a no-code artificial intelligence. So the, really the ability for business people without any knowledge of Python or Java or whatever to build models in our platforms, models that make sense for your business and, and produce immediate value for your business. I've seen you know, clients, big clients of our uh, uh, platform building you know, 
topic detection model, sentiment model, churn risk model by themselves, business people, not data scientists, and deploy the models directly in our platform. So these, those three are really, uh, you know, three important pillars in, uh, in our, uh, in our uh, basically view for the future. The, the one in, in, in the artificial intelligence pillar, another important point, you know, because I've wrote a lot, uh, you know, articles about it. And also I created some posts in LinkedIn and, and some articles is, uh, uh, you know, the transformers words. So we are going to release this month the first beta of uh, uh, you know an algorithm that we offer to our clients based on the transformers world, and uh, it, it will create a big advantage for our clients. What is the advantage? Basically, in, I tell you the name internal internal coding name of uh, of that specific project is called the magic button. So the magic button means you have, uh, you know, a collection of feedbacks or a text or whatever, you push the magic button and the algorithm discover automatically all the topics and creates already uh, out of the box uh, uh, training files that can be used then to build more solid models to do classification, topic detection, and sentiment analysis. This is the first step that we will have in our platform for you know customer experience people, and these will generate really higher accuracy, you know, short time to value, short time to market for 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 all our clients. So those are a little bit the thing that we are working on and everything is basically um, towards what I uh, think the migration from a customer experience management you know projects or or platform to a wide customer intelligence and when I when I talk about customer intelligence I, I talk about the possibility to have uh, you know, these solutions in the cloud, as I said at the beginning, uh, integrated with all the other systems, so be able to uh, communicate uh, bi-directionals with, with, the, uh, with the, other, the other system, SAP, Salesforce, whatever, and provide the intelligence. You know? and, and this is the way in the, in the next years uh, the company will compete, you know. I was attending a fantastic presentation of, uh, you know, Alibaba like with uh, Alipay, and there is an insurance company uh, of Alipay. Uh, you know, um, a data flow and uh, artificial intelligence models connected in, in the data flow. The benefit was in two hours, in two hours, uh, the client is able to open the, the case at the insurance company. After two hours, he received the money. If, of course, everything is okay and, uh, and everything is uh, basically analyzed uh, by artificial intelligence model. So this is the world uh, we are going, uh, uh, you know, to, and and this is the way we have to compete in the future. And in the future, you know, everything will be in this world of uh, interconnected clouds. And we have, uh, you know, we have really uh, to be ready for that. We cannot 
anymore pretend to have you know on-prem solution legacy systems that makes us really slow and uh, and uh, yeah it's impossible it's impossible to compete with the revolut of the world or uh, you know the the netflix of the world uh, if you don't if you don't have uh, a change you know in, in your mindset I think it, it was really long explanation, but this is the way to go, and and it was really interesting. As I know you very well, you are uh, you, you spoke also in a technical way, but to to make it that understandable that the technology is there to be everywhere to get data from everywhere, twenty four seven and to create these customer insights. And I know we are running out of time, but I think this is really important to have this discussion and to make that understandable for, for business people like me. What you yeah. are saying is what you can create or what you created already to be discussed <laughs> is, is really to have not the, let's say, 180 customer view or degree or the 360, but we are already on the next level, having really all the data that you have in a company, let's say financial data, operational data, and the specialty of, uh, of Sunsif, the customer data to put them together and then leverage and make magic. You, you mentioned the magic button, make magic, out of, of this data. And we are not speaking about only being quick and have, giving the opportunity to, to, an, uh, to somebody that has an insurance to get the money back. But we are really speaking about finding the best insights to optimize the return on investment exactly. for your company. It means it is not possible to compete with this solution having, and sorry to say that, a C-suite sitting in a, at, a, at a round table and taking decision and saying this and that. Because other companies like Alibaba and there are other insurances and other great examples use already machines to prepare this decision yeah. and telling these are the models, run them and see them. I had also the big opportunity to see one model running, providing feedbacks, how to tackle one big issues. That was something that human beings were not able to define because we would not be able to calculate, to get these insights for the machine was, let's say, one night calculation. Let's say, good feeling, a one night calculation. And you had the best insight to maximize, dramatically increase revenues compared to the old-fashioned, you mentioned that Excel calculation. Yeah, but uh, Gregorio, imagine, do you know how many, how many users have Alibaba connected uh, to Alipay in China? Yeah. Yeah. Active, I'm talking about active users. I tell you, 460 millions. So users, I don't know how many transactions they done uh, daily, but without machine learning, without deep machine learning that automize and take decisions on certain processes is impossible to work. So th those are the companies that we will have to compete in the future. So I think, you know, legacy company here in Europe need really to think, you know, deep 
and understand what they can do to change because uh, otherwise in, in the next years, such a kind of companies, they, they will build a competitive advantage that will be impossible, you know, to basically to run, uh, to run behind. And, uh, and, uh, and, and this is, uh, you know, the competitive field uh, we, will, we will have to play in the next years. And also for us, becoming, as you said, and, and you summarize very well uh, in a business way, becoming, you know, the intelligence system, the customer intelligence system that will provide, uh, you know, informations to system like Salesforce, uh, marketing automation tool, ERP, et cetera, et cetera, in order to make automatic, you know, decision on customer. What kind of, uh, what kind of campaigns I have to send to uh, Gregorio today? based on information. If Gregorio has an open incident, please don't send the campaigns because it's useless uh, and it's counterproductive. So all, all this kind of uh, you know information basically we want to provide. And what you're saying, and then we can conclude this discussion, but really important, it's, it's for, a lot of companies are speaking about personalization of experiences. What you are mentioning is not hyper-personalization, but this individualization of experiences. I can create a specific experience for Federico because I know Federico as an entity, leveraging the data that I have and all the information I have, I can individualize experiences. Yeah. It means yeah. it's already two steps forward compared to what yeah. we are discussing. For me, for me, the point is the experience to you, Gregorio, must be relevant. You must have a relevant experience, not a personalized experience. A personalized experience, in my opinion, I cannot really uh, understand very well what could be, but relevant. I send you the information, the content that is relevant to you, for you in this moment. This is important. It makes the difference, in my opinion. Very much looking forward to see this uh, solution, these tools in place, because these are the future. And, uh, and I think it, it really makes sense. I'm thrilled to, to listen to the official <laughs> uh, presentation that you are going to, to, to have. And I think after, I will publish the podcast later, but we can share them the links together that you can get all, all the insight. We are coming to, to an end, but I would like to ask two or three questions to you, uh, Federico, and this is a bit more on the human side. Is there a book that you would uh, recommend to the audience and saying this is something important that you should have a look at? Yeah, I, I would say based on what I tell you before, uh, I am... Um... Is a book, if I well remember, I recommend also to you and probably <laughs> you, you have bought it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's competing. Now I don't remember the title very well, but it's uh, competing on artificial intelligence. Is is a book uh, written, uh, you know, by different professors of Harvard uh, Harvard Business School. One of the professors is uh, is an Italian one and uh, is from Rome. And I think that book really uh, opened me the eyes on the reality. For instance, we we were talking about Alipay or Ant Group, uh, as he called today. Those. Uh, those giants are really, uh, you know, unbelievable, and uh, and we need really to, to to better understand them how they do in in a way that uh, we still can compete to them. 
there is a, a running joke that everybody's uh, telling, sharing, but I would like to mention it also in this in this podcast. I cannot say the source because everybody's telling that, but perhaps some people didn't hear that. It's Uberize your business before it gets Kodaked. Yeah, exactly. This is one of the slides I have in my presentation. So I, I said before, would you like to be Netflix or Blockbuster? This is this is the decision that you have to take it, you know. I think there is no way to decide. There is only <laughs> one way to one way to go. Federico, if somebody would like to contact you, what's the best way? Well, they can uh, they can contact me on LinkedIn. I always uh, answer to people in LinkedIn. So Definitely LinkedIn. Uh, they can find me in LinkedIn. Uh, Federico Cesconi, you, you can see here <laughs> the, the, the name. And uh, yeah, in LinkedIn, definitely I'm, I'm quite active there. And as you're saying, not what is on your right side, Federico Cesconi in LinkedIn, but also on your left side, you can find also Federico on the European Customer Experience Organization platform. And there it's uh, it's full of great insight and you will find also yeah. the way to but get the, in contact. There you find people smarter than me, so <laughs> I suggest to go there. <laughs> Thank you, Federico. And now we are coming to the last question. Is the usual question that I always ask: Is Federico golden nugget? It's something that we discussed, or something new that you would leave to the audience? No, golden nuggets. Uh, I don't have a lot of golden nuggets uh, uh, to give. Um, the only things I can say, uh, you know, and and this is in general. Um, Follow your passion. So follow your passion because, uh, you know, I'm now 56 years old and I can tell you the life is really short. So don't don't lose time and follow, follow your passion. Thank you, Federico. And as usual, I'm not commenting the golden nugget because it's Federico golden nugget. One thing I want to mention to, uh, at the end, Federico wrote also together with a friend a great paper about measuring the digital experience or the digital experience. It's something that I would like to share also in this podcast because if I have the opportunity to discuss with you, let's really share this additional golden nugget that, that it's, it's really makes sense. It's easy to understand. From the mathematical point of view, it's a bit complicated. No. It's, it's, it's really something that helps understanding how yeah. to measure all this transformation can be a digital transformation, can be a business transformation, can be a customer-centric yeah. transformation, but it makes always sense to measure something. And I think Sunset is the, really a great platform also yeah. to measure customer satisfaction. Yeah, just just one comment. That paper is uh, published on researchgate.net. So is uh, if someone is interested, uh, is uh, is uh, it's quite successful, I would say, you know, and um, yeah, probably people think is uh, is uh, helpful. You know? Thank you very much, and really, I hope that the audience enjoyed this discussion as much as I did because it's always outstanding to discuss with Federico. The big issue that I have is. We, we say we, uh, we meet for half an hour to have a coffee and then at the end we discuss one and a half hours. But that's the case if uh, both people are passionate about the same topics. And I really enjoyed this discussion. And again, thank you very much to you, Federico, and to the European Customer Experience Organization to making this discussion possible. Thank you.
Thank you, Gregorio, and thanks as well to European Customer Experience Organization. Grazie mille, arrivederci. Grazie a te. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it, share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.